This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams, and it is a very special edition. It is the AVN edition, and I know, Glenn, you have been at the show. You're going to go back. You've talked to some of the most outstanding stars in the business out there. Let's talk first about what exactly is AVN. Greetings, Jim, and greetings to all of our 35,000 listeners. Uh, And counting. And counting and growing every day. We're so happy to have you with us. So, yeah, let's start with what is AVN. AVN stands for Adult Video News. They have been sort of the um, the Academy Awards of the business for the last 40 years or so. And every year they have sort of a combination of award show slash uh, annual gatherings. So it's kind of like... This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. The winter meetings in baseball, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of the adult talent descends upon the city of Las Vegas and then they can meet their fans. And then we producers like myself can also meet all of the stars that we don't maybe already know. The agencies will introduce them to us. And uh, so a lot of companies have presence out here and, 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 you know, you can find out about the new innovations in the industry. It's Mm -hmm. a very exciting time. And then on Saturday night, we have an awards show where they give out things like best actress, best actor, Best female performer, best sex scene, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have a big red carpet ceremony as well. I am a multiple winner of AVN Awards this year. I'm up for four nominations or three nominations. Oh, I, I good forget. Luck. Uh, I'm up for best web director or that's what the, the, the thing was last year. But they changed the titles of the awards mm-hmm. every couple of years. And I forget. It's like best niche director or something now mm-hmm. or. But I'm up for that. I'm best director, okay? Wow. And also best uh, fetish series and best fetish release and maybe cool. best website. Those are usually the ones that I'm up for. And every once in a while, I win something. But being honest, doesn't quite mean as much to me as it once did because you know I've already won a few awards. Mm-hmm. And I'm more interested in the young performers, the ones that are in their second, third, fourth years in the business – Mm-hmm. who winning an award would really make their careers and take them to the next level. So so I went to the show, uh, and I walked around and just let random people grab me for the most part. So it was a fun way to do it. And I got some unbelievable interviews. Now, one thing I got to apologize about real quick is that – and I'm sure you, would, you guys understand – uh, you walk around the show, it gets louder and louder and louder in there as the day goes on. And the AVN people were kind enough to tell me I could use the press room, but the press room is no quieter than the show itself. So you're going to hear a lot of background noise here, but I'm impressed with my little Tascam device. I think you're going to be able to hear all the interviews pretty well. Yeah, so we're going to do this in three or maybe four parts. Because mm-hmm. we can only fit so many interviews into one podcast. And every time I would go up to a girl, I would say, let's, you know, I'm just going to grab you for five minutes. And sometimes we did keep it to three to five minutes. And then sometimes 
there was just somebody that had a lot to say and, and we went up to as much as 10 to 12 minutes. So you'll see, we're going to, we're going to get them all in. Jim, we're going to start with an interview that I did with Saya Song. Okay, so we are here with my first interview of AVN. It's the great Saya Song. Saya Song, everybody. Uh, okay, so Saya, you have been sort of gone for a while, and then you came back, and then you were gone for a while, and then you came back, and gone for a while. What's yeah. your current status? I'm currently active in the industry, uh, just going back and forth between Los Angeles and Michigan, doing my own thing. Okay, when you say doing your own thing, what does that mean? It means I make my own content, and I sell that on the internet while I'm not shooting, so I have an income while, while I'm not out in L.A., and then I just make trips every couple months to L.A. and get my shoots done, and it seems to be working out for me pretty well. So where can people see these clips of yours? Uh, exokittysaya.manyvids.com and onlyfans.com slash song. Okay. So many vids, and what kind of stuff yep. can they see on many vids? Oh, I have everything from solos to boy-girl scenes. Um, I'm going, I actually really would like to get into doing a little more uh, fetish stuff like domination stuff. Um, but that's that will be a new direction for 2019. So... Uh, looking to branch out just a little bit. <laughs> maybe we can make that happen. We've tried a couple times, just things haven't quite aligned, but yeah. maybe they can. Okay, one more question for you. Now, this is the big one, because you are outspoken, and it's one of the things that makes you great. <laughs> so let's pick something, one of the topics that you're outspoken on. Do you have one that you are that you are raging about these days, or do you want me to go back and pull something out of my head for you? <laughs> oh, let's pull something. <laughs> okay, so um, let's talk about labeling people in categories mm -hmm. over here. It's very something you're very passionate about. It is because you know labels labels are really interesting. Like everyone seems to have to like fit into a niche, otherwise they don't get work, even if they are great performers or are really beautiful or whatever. And um, it can be hard to work against certain labels, especially when girls get to a certain age. Right. Oh, yeah. That's a, <laughs> That's a big one. thing because people automatically want to label them MILFs once they get to a certain age when we all know that's not true. <laughs> and your main beef that I've seen you talking about is you're Asian, so you're classified as being Asian, and mm -hmm. you feel uh, like that can sort of throw you into a box. It can. Um, I get booked for a lot of, like, strictly Asian movies. I try not to do anything that's too racial. I understand, like... Asian can just be a descriptor sometimes, so, you know, that I kind of just go with it. But, um, yeah, nothing too heavy on the racial play. Okay, but, I mean, just to clarify here, your real anger is against the companies that want to make a video called Slant-Eyed Sluts Number 4. <laughs> yeah. The companies maybe that are making beautiful Asian doms or something like that. It's a label, but it's it's a complimentary label. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Is that is that different in your mind, or is it just no? It is still throw me in a box. It is different. Um, there's there's a way to be tasteful about interracial sex, and there's a way to just be kind of ignorant about it in the way that you in the way that you describe it. Um, and I think that it's good to be more sensitive about those things and not try to perpetuate the harmful stereotypes while still catering to those people who want to see, you know, interracial stuff. Very well said. So do it tastefully. Do it the right way, producers. All right. What's your social media? Tell everybody where to find you. You can find me at Savage Saya on Twitter and Saya O Saya at, uh, in, on Instagram. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. Saya Song, everybody. You know, Glenn, that was pretty interesting. I got to tell you, uh, she really does bring home the importance of not being categorized. And, and I think that's really the, at the end of the day, what she really wants out of it, but fascinating stuff. Who's next? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I did ask a lot of other talent, especially since I interviewed multiple Asian talents about whether, you know, how they feel about being put in the box. Next up is somebody who's absolutely amazing. Her name is Holly Hendricks. She was the 2017 AVN best new starlet. And that, award usually leads to a stellar career uh, and a lot more awards to come. My personal belief is that if you look at her overall body of work, she's the best 
overall performer in the business today. And I'm just talking about if you watch a video, you watch her have sex on film, you see intensity, passion, uninhibited wildness. She's a lot of fun. All right, everybody, back with another interview at AVN. This time is with an absolute superstar, the great Holly Hendricks. You may know her as AVN's um, best newcomer of the year a couple of years ago. And well, I can't read that because my glasses. Oh, it says 2017 best new starlet. So, um, and I am on record as saying I think she's the best uh, overall performer in the business today. And I'm very excited to say that I shot her finally for a scene this week. So, all right, start off here, Holly. What's going on with you? What's new with you? Hi, everyone. So, I am at AVN 2019. It's my fourth AVN. Um, today, or this year, I am nominated for four different awards, which includes Best Anal Sex Scene, mm-hmm. Best Group Sex Scene, um, Favorite Female Performer, and another one I really don't remember, guys, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm remember. nominated. Yes. <laughs> and that's cool, and, you know, it's big stuff. Um, so... I think you're the most passionate player in the game. Like, And I think it's kind of a throwback to the way performers used to be where they just attack the cock. Yeah. Is this like a conscious choice on your part, or is this just you letting it fly when you get on set? This is who I am. I am the cock destroyer. <laughs> you know, it's, it's my job to use the cock and show everyone in the world what I can do with a cock. You know, my favorite thing to do is just to impress my fans and to make sure that they're coming back for more and to make the most memorable scene, you know, so that they don't forget my name, they don't forget the scene, they want to come back for more. That's that's what it's all about. I just want to see, I want to see guys want more. So I don't want to embarrass you here, but you're known for colorful antics at these shows here. A few things have gone wrong here and there. Um, just run us down some of your greatest hits at shows. You got tossed out of the... Exotica. <laughs> I actually took a, a photo with a girl that ended up taking her pants down. Kimberly well, she? Yeah, she was wearing a thong when she asked me for a picture. But little did I know she was going to move it to the side whenever I <laughs> kneeled down next to her asshole. I had no idea she was going to move it over. So they ended up kicking both of us out. And I'm like, I wasn't even nude, though. She was. Either way, it was a fun experience. And they let me back in. And it was just, it was a laugh. <laughs> I still love Kimberly. Anyway. I love Kimberly. Okay. She's great. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> There's no drama there. <laughs> okay. What else? You've been, let's um, see. Uh, but there's controversy. Well, during the AVNs, not last year, but the year before, they were calling my name for Best New Starlet. And I actually was in the bathroom <laughs> chasing shots with three other girls. <laughs> my manager came out, Holly, you need to get your head out here. They're going to call your name on stage. So I ran out as fast as I could. As soon as I came out of the bathroom, they were calling my name, actually winning Best New Starlet. <laughs> So, I mean, that was a really fun moment because otherwise I would have been fucked and I wouldn't have gotten my award. There you go. That's the kind of stuff we're looking for here. Um, so you're transitioning your career a little bit, I think, because yeah. so obviously when you got in the industry, you're you're, you're four foot ten or so, yeah. maybe four foot ten. Four ten. And your heels, you're almost heels. as tall as me, but you are, yeah, and you're about 80 pounds. So obviously you were getting you know, the, the real teeny bopper roles, oh, but yeah. now you're evolving. And what's the next generation of, you know, like David Bowie, who goes from one sort of character to the next, what's the you next just, generation? Holly oh my gosh. Be? You just compared me to David Bowie. That is probably the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what's next for me. I, I think that I'm now playing more of a, a brat, more of a rebellious type teenager type, 20-year-olds, lots of stepdaughter stuff, less schoolgirl stuff. So I see myself growing up in the porn era instead of just being that tiny little teeny bopper that I always was, regardless of my tiny boobs. Um, I love being myself on camera, which is that bratty little bitch, you know. 
um, the naughty stepdaughter. You know, I love that. Ah, you did that an amazing naughty stepdaughter scene yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. So that was from my site, meanbitches.com. Mm-hmm. What happened in that scene? Do you remember from one day to the next year? Well, from meanbitches.com, we did a lot of foot worship, yeah. which my fans absolutely love my feet. Um, we did a lot of ass worship, which, of course, I'm known for my ass and my anal scenes. Um, probably one of the best scenes I've ever done that, you know, involved fetish. Um, yeah. It was a great scene. Uh, you played the stepdaughter who realized her stepdaddy was a foot pervert <laughs> and then used that to enslave him. So people I are going to love that scene when it comes out. And, and of course, you gave me the chance to dom, too. I love that. My fans don't really see a lot of that because I don't have a lot of opportunity to dom because of my size and the way I look. I look like more of a submissive little girl than a girl that would, you know, tell a guy what to do. I definitely don't look like that, but that's what guys like. Oh, yeah. Well, no, you can you can carry it off nicely. And I love the it. world of domination has changed a lot, um, and I, I actually take full credit for it. Because when I first got in the <laughs> industry, <laughs> it, it, there was no such thing as erotic female domination. Female do- or uh, Femdom c- consisted of women in corsets and leather and their hair pulled back in little buns, mm-hmm. and they were angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I started saying, why don't we just have them use men as sex slaves? And really, let's try to find the ones that are really into sex and, you know, that really enjoy having a man controlling him in that way. You gave me a really good experience, Glenn. You really did. I really want to do more of that, just so I can see myself evolve and get better at dominating. It's something I've always dreamed of doing, but even though it's a big fantasy of mine, I'm not very... I don't. I can't say I'm excelling at it, but I'm getting there. I'm gonna be there. I just need more opportunity so I can kind of, you know, feel it and understand what I'm doing. I'm so used to sub- to subbing. Yeah. I'm so used to a guy or a girl doming me that it's hard to switch roles. But I do know what a sub likes, so that makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, that's always been my theory. Is that it's great. You can. I can't take a vanilla girl. And then maybe make a good dom out of her, but I can take a sub because a sub understands why the the, the sub's enjoying yes. the scene. Yes. And you were great at that yesterday, and, I'm, and I'm glad to hear you say you enjoyed the scene because we want to have you back if we can get you to Vegas. Yeah. Always a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. Then we can, you know, we can make you sort of a regular on the site. And I think there's so many different areas. Like maybe next time we won't make you a little brat. We'll put you in a business suit, <laughs> and we'll have you at the office dominating a boss or something like that. That would be nice. I really want to do your cuckold series. Yes. Very badly. Yeah. I that's, that's what I want to do. Out. Because I've only done maybe two or three cuckold scenes, and I definitely want to see myself do more this year. This year, my goal is to show my fans that I can do a lot more than put two dicks in my ass at one time. That's right. <laughs> I yeah. want to show more of an acting role. You know, I want to show everyone that I can act and also enjoy my sexuality at the same time. We had a pro wrestler on the podcast last week, and she was telling us that there's two directions that somebody can go with, you know, trying to develop to, to get more people in. And in pro wrestling, a lot of them are choosing to be more dangerous. They're doing, you know, jumping off a cage or doing wilder stunts that are more dangerous. And then the other idea is, well, let's just make our characters better and come up with better storylines and have better uh, better heels, as they call them, the bad guys, mm-hmm. so that the faces, the good guys, are, are more heroic when they come in and stop them. And I think I like that's, that applies to your career. I love because, that. yeah, you don't, you've already proven you can take two dicks in the ass. Exactly. <laughs> now you can prove that you're an actress. And I saw the side of you yesterday that was amazing in that I gave you what I wanted from the scene beforehand. I didn't give you a script. I gave you improvisational, the concept, what we're trying to do. And then you ran with it and you really nailed it. So that <laughs> should be your your thing. And, and this brings me to my last question. You don't need to wait for companies to even do this with you because you're starting to develop your own stuff and your own Snapchat, your own OnlyFans and I so am. on. I'm right. actually launching a site this year that will have all my great content that you've never seen before all over the Internet. So I'm really excited for my fans to see what I can really do. Fantastic. You know? Okay, so where do they get this? All right, for starters, where's your OnlyFans? My OnlyFans, you can um, go to hollyishorny.com nice. and it'll link to my OnlyFans. Okay. Um, and then my Twitter is Holly Hendricks with an underscore at the end. 
So, and to get to this new website of yours, are they just going to keep going to hollyishorny.com? Keep going to hollyishorny.com. You'll see a lot of updates that will go on my website. You'll see a lot of little clips that will be there. Um, And then soon, in the matter of two months, I'll be launching my site. But all my little um, clips that will be there, you know, my little teaser clips, they'll be on my OnlyFans. So if you want to see what my site's going to be like, go to my OnlyFans, hollyishorny.com. There you go, everybody. Holly Hendricks. I'm personally guaranteeing you that this is going to be the year of Holly. Uh, you know, this is going to be a humongous year for her, so go check her out. I think so, too, guys. Thank you so much for watching my filthy, disgusting <laughs> porn. <laughs> I love showing you guys what I can do with a cock or two or three or five. <laughs> so don't stop watching. Don't stop following me. I love all of my Hollyholics. There you go. Holly Hendricks. You know, Glenn, I got to tell you, um, she was delightful, uh, and I hope that, as you said prior to the interview, that she can keep her act together because, uh, you know, she really sounds like that's what she wants. Absolutely. Like I said in the uh, interview, I think this is going to be the year of Holly. So very exciting there. Next up, Jim. So I went out of the box a little bit on this next one. I ran into Rick Garcia. Rick is somebody who I have seen at every single party I've ever been to in the industry and every single big event. He takes pictures, and he's just the number one photographer in the industry. So I grabbed him, pulled him aside. Now, you got to understand, this is probably the first time he's been interviewed in his life. Just people okay. don't use – they're paparazzi, right? Uh, right. People don't sure. grab the, the TMZ paparazzi and ask him for interviews. He's the, the, the pinnacle of adult paparazzi. So I had to sort of drag some answers out of him, but he's just got a wealth of knowledge and, and experience in the industry, and I thought he was great to talk to. Let's hear from him. All right, everybody. Glenn King back with another AVN interview, and this time it's somebody really spectacular. Oh, my gosh. It's the accepted industry leader in <sighs> photography. He's the man that is sort of known as the world's greatest uh, porn photographer. Oh, He's stop, Rick Garcia. Stop, stop, Rick stop. Garcia. I'm an old man with a camera, but I am. <laughs> and I have fun doing what I do. Uh, you can find his work in many, many places, such as? Well, basically right now, it's just uh, on Twitter, Industry by Rick, and you can see all, usually most of my work on there. Uh, I primarily work for AVN now, so all the parties, all the events like uh, the AVN Awards and uh, Expo, you'll see a lot of photos there. Industrybyrick.com. Yes. Okay. Um, and you, your work is in AVN a lot. Yes, It's absolutely. in the magazine. Right, it's on right. the website. You know, probably 75% of the pictures people see on AVN came from you at one point or another. Right. You've been there for every big event <laughs> that's happened in this industry for the last 30 years? Wow, well, no. About, actually about 15. 15, okay. 15, yeah, yeah. And how did you get started in this? Well, funny story. Um, I started out as a tattoo photographer only by chance. Everything I've done up to this point in my life it's in this business and in photography has been by chance. I never applied for a job. Started going to tattoo conventions. People saw my stuff, you know, just by happy chance, you know, and a um, magazine hired me. I'm not a photographer. Okay, take my photos. <laughs> then I met some people in the um, music industry, so they asked me to come to their events. I had no idea what I was doing, but... I started working for a music magazine. Again, I'm not a photographer. I'm just a guy with a camera. Not No no formal training. Uh, and then I met people in the fetish industry. Say, hey, we're having a party. Want to take photos for us? Sure, why not? So from them I, there, I met people in the porn industry. I met Jeff Mullins. Come to the, come to the uh, um, uh, Heaven and Hell party. First time. That's where I started meeting people and started coming to more events, more events. Then Steve Javers, who at the time was working for ABN. Oh, asked yeah. me to yeah. use my photos. I was like, I'm not a photographer, but sure. So then I said, well, this is getting kind of heavy, you know? So uh, it just kept progressing, progressing, progressing. And I started getting more and more equipment, you know? And I started, I actually went to school about five years after I was. Then I became, you learned to be a photographer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now it's, it's, it's to the point where I've been on, I've worked for just about every production company and, and, and everything in the industry. And I just love what I do. You know, I have yeah. such a good time. Um, it's, it's just a wonderful experience for me, you know. I mean, this basic, this business, there's so many things you can do, and people are so free, and, and, and it's the fun. I mean, the fans really don't understand how much work it is, for one thing. Right. And But the fun comes with it. So I, I'm, I'm really blessed doing what I do. 
All right, stories, stories. Oh, my gosh. You've been there every time something crazy has happened. Um, do you remember any offhand, or you want me to throw out one for you? Because I think I remember one you were at. Okay, give me one. Weren't you there the night that War Machine went crazy and attacked us all at yes. my party? Yes, okay. I was there. So that was, remember, it was my and Brooke's birthday party. Right. It was a combined thing. Right. What do you remember about that night? Just, you know, I, I'm so oblivious to things, you know, and naive, I think. You know, I mean, I've, I've had... Uh, uh, photo shoots where where the talent were were you know had had a few or something else and I had no idea because they work great and then they come later and apologize I'm sorry I was under the influence like, yeah, what that you were okay and then after your party again I always, I saw some commotion and what happened it was all over I mean it, it was over in an instant but holy mackerel man it was that was insane it was well it was not very, over in an instant well for, it actually me, was yeah. amazingly a very long thing. So, did you meet War Machine before all that? I, I had, uh, I've met just about everybody in the industry, and again, very fortunate but to do that. But that night, when we first started, War Machine was very nice. Yeah. He actually got there before the party started and helped us set up I, balloons. I believe I took photos of, of him and everyone that was there, but, and then, I, I don't know if I even, I don't, you know, I, it's been such a long time in my memory. I'm an old guy, you know, so, yeah. but man, that was such a scary thing, and then the aftermath with, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, it's horrible. funny. So there's a few things about that story because, you know, our listeners may not be familiar with this, of course. So what happened was basically War Machine um, went outside, saw the girl that he considered to be his girlfriend, mm-hmm. although he was grabbing every girl in the right, party. Right. Saw her talking to some other guy, walked over, punched her in the stomach, and then everyone tried to pull him off of her and, and stop that. And then Derek. The girl's agent, Derek Hay, went out there to say, it was probably something like, that's my girl, only right, I get to right, hit her. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, people. That's not exactly what we heard. Uh, but but then War Machine, when I got out there, War Machine was like pacing back and forth uh-huh. with his fists clenched, ready to kill us. And, um, or, you know, and, and I, we were all, everyone was just saying, hey, calm down. Nobody wants any trouble here. With, let's just try to relax the situation. And then I looked... To my right, and got hit in the face. Like oh you know, gosh. all of a sudden, bam! I got hit in the face, and then it's like. But before I could even, I think he would. He was double punching people, and I had either was drunk enough to, to crouch, um, or I had taken about eight years of karate lessons by oh. that point. So the, in, the the instincts I have are about how to fall yeah. and how to get hit. <laughs> so I remember sort of taking the first blow and crouching. But then this is the part you should remember: um, is that. He got angry at Derek, and he chased Derek all throughout the bill or all throughout the parking lot behind the dumpster. He would hit Derek. Derek would fall down. Derek would get back up, start running again, and then he would. You don't remember? Uh-uh. <laughs> you were, no, you okay. know. I, my memory again is bad. Yeah, that's was okay. Porno Dan kind of involved in that. Not that one. Okay, see, that's the one I'm now. Porno confused. Dan, yeah, yeah, yeah. X Biz Awards. Okay. He got into a fight with. Um, the guy he had a bunch of tattoos. He was so there was a guy that Veronica Rain had brought into the business, and I can't remember his name now, but he was really in, the guy who enjoyed cocaine. Oh, and he got crazy at the Exvis party, and him and Dan got into it. And this guy had just gotten out of prison, but my understanding was that Dan actually won the fight on that one, of all things. You know, don't underestimate Dan. <laughs> he's uh, he's pretty. Put together pretty well. I've seen him in action. So he does work out a lot, yeah, he and does. he's also wily. Yeah, you got to give him credit yep. for being smart enough to, um, you know, use underhanded te- oh, yeah. tactics. Yeah. It would not surprise me if he just kicked him in the nuts or right, something. Right, so, right. all right, we're getting, uh, we're going to run out of time in this little interview here, and I know you got stuff to do. So, um, all right, so who's the favorite? What's your favorite pictures that you've ever taken? Do you have anybody that stands out that you go, man, she was just amazing to take pictures of? There are so many. Yeah. You know, again, this the, the women, the talent in this industry, you would think, man, she should be in mainstream or he should be in mainstream. Not only their looks, but their talent as well. When they're doing a feature, they're just like professionals, you know. Again, I'm so lucky to work with these people. But you got so I, you know, I don't even know where to begin. Oh, I'm not yeah. letting you off the hook. Yeah. You got to throw out some names. You don't have to narrow well, it down I, to one. I love Honey Gold. There you go. Um, I love Misty Stone. Yes, she cannot of course. That photo going into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, uh, Romy Rain. Yes, uh, she. I'm, in fact, I'm going to work with her this oh, afternoon. We're going to have some fun. Yep. Um, 
come on, there's I mean, Phoenix Marie. Yeah, um, Phoenix Marie. Oh my gosh, there's so many. The, the list is endless, really. It's just it's just a great business to be in. There you go. That's some good news. <laughs> all right, everybody, go check out Rick's work. Just go to avn.com. You can there see you all his photography, or you go to on um, Twitter. On Twitter. On Twitter. I don't have a website. So Twitter. Industry by Rick. Correct. Go follow him. Um, you know, you, how many followers do you think you have? You even track? Just a couple, but 75,000 so 75,000. Okay, that's about, <laughs> about as much as any male in our industry has. So go follow. The problem follow. is about 74,000 of those think I'm a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I get those wedding marriage proposals on yeah. Instagram constantly. Whenever I put it, like yesterday I put up 12 pictures of me and different girls. Yeah. And then every guy in, in Kazakhstan sees it and goes, You are beautiful. I wish to marry you and kiss you. <laughs> Quick story. Yeah. I had a guy from Dubai. Same thing. He yeah. wanted to bring me over and take care of me. And I go, Sir, I, I'm a guy. That's okay, my friend. <laughs> That's okay, my I friend. Go, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. The Rick Garcia Industry by Rick, everybody. Thank you, Rick. Awesome. Thank you, sir. You know, that party story was pretty funny. I wish I could have been there for that. Um, but, you know, he's got a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I was really, really glad to talk to him. And uh, we talked in the story about Evan Stone being at the party. And I saw Evan yesterday. We're going to bring him on the podcast pretty soon and get him to tell his version of what happened at the party as well. So, Jim, I've been walking around the ABN show all week this week, meeting all kinds of new people. <laughs> and whenever somebody meets me in person, they realize how old I am. I, I think I look younger in pictures than I actually do in real life. And then they inevitably ask me, hey, well, wait a minute. At your age, how do you do it? You perform in adult videos. And then the question comes up, well, what, what do you use in terms of ED pills, erectile dysfunction pills? These are things, these are tools of the trade not just in the adult industry, but for anyone who likes to have sex. You never want to disappoint your girl. Uh, and I tell them, and this is the God honest truth, uh, not, just a, not just pitching this, I use Blue Chew. And that is from BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. So they bring you the first chewable. It's a pill that's chewable. It tastes cherry flavored, I think. Uh, I mean, I eat them. I just am not totally sure of the flavor, but it's like a candy type thing. Uh, and it's the same FDA-improved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. In other words, uh, people use the term generic. You can take them anytime, and they're chewable, so they actually work a lot faster than the pill that you swallow. Blue Chew, prescribed online, so you do not have to go to your doctor anymore and explain why you feel like you need a pill that makes your dick harder. Uh, you're just going to go to their website and type in a little box that I need a pill that makes my dick harder. And a doctor's going to review it, and bam, they send you the stuff so you don't have to go. Not only do you not have to go to the doctor, you don't have to go to the pharmacy. That was, for me, always sort of the awkward part. Um, they're made in the United States, so it's not one of these dealios where you're buying stuff from India or Canada or somewhere else. It's made in the United States, and it ships right to you. It comes in a very discreet – I got mine right here. It's like a little packet that comes – and then the little uh, pill, each pill comes in a packet. It looks like a baby wipe, uh, or not a baby wipe, or a, a, a wet wipe package. Uh, so they're cheaper than a pharmacy. They ship directly to you. They work fast. I mean, what else do you need to know? It's great stuff. Visit BlueChew.com. So there's just no reason not to try this at all because using my promo code, you're going to get to try this for free. And the promo code is ADULT, A-D-U-L-T. You do have to pay $5 shipping. Uh, and then they'll send you your first order free uh, for free. You can try it out. You'll see that I preach gospel. I'm a straight shooter. Try this, and you will see that Blue Chew works. Blue Chew, cheaper, faster, better, awesomer. And uh, we really thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Next up, Jim, is uh, someone who I had not met before this week. Her name is Fit Sid. Really interesting because she was a BBW, I believe, You know, somebody who – big, beautiful woman. So I think she said she was well over 200 pounds at one point and then started documenting her journey into fitness. And now, you know, her body looks amazing with her big boobs and big butt, but but toned down and uh, uh, looking fantastic. So let's get to know Fit Sid. 
Okay, everybody, Glenn King back with another hottie here for an interview. And this time I'm with Fit Sid. She is relatively new in the business, but quite beautiful. Um, big boobs and a big butt, too. So all the things we like in a girl. Hi, Fit Sid. Hi, how are you? Okay, so I call you Sid or Fit Sid? So people call me Sid, but like my name on the internet is Fit Sid. It's always been that because I was originally in the fitness industry. So mm-hmm. it's like innocent fitness girl gone bad type of situation. Innocent fitness girl gone bad. I like yeah. that. So what, what were you in the fitness? You were a trainer? Um, so I'm like a certified personal trainer, but I was in college and I was in exercise and wellness major. I was just documenting my weight loss journey because I used to be 233 pounds. So with that, I just like developed the nickname Fit Sid because I lost weight. And then, uh, you know, I've been doing that for a while and I jumped into this. So I was really innocent in the beginning and, you know. Started showing my body off. <laughs> yeah, so you're relatively new in the industry then. Yeah. Um, and what do you specialize in? So I'm so new that like the first like three months, all I did was my Snapchat. And in the beginning, it was so scary to do like lingerie and stuff. Yeah. And now I'm just now getting into co-ed. So I'm going to be doing my first times for everything. Ooh. And that's coming very soon. Like usually... I'm thinking by March I'll have filmed it. I have to get okay. the guts and the courage, you know. But it'll be like first blowjob, you know, first threesome, maybe a gangbang, that kind of fun stuff. But right now I have like my Snap, my OnlyFans. It's mostly solo, but occasionally I bring in some random stranger off Tinder, and uh, I give them a good time. So. So we had Karma RX on the podcast a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and she talked about how she went a different route than yeah. people have gotten in the industry in that mm-hmm. first she built up her brand on social media to right. the point where she had thousands of fans right. and then walked into porn companies and mm-hmm. said, would you like to shoot me? I can bring my legion of fans with me. Mm-hmm. And now she was XBiz Newcomer of the Year. Right. Um, so is that kind of what you're looking at as your path to the industry? It definitely is, and that's how I did start. So I have 2.4 million followers on Snapchat my public one. So with that account, it's super easy for me to, you know, everyone wants to see me with my clothes off, but they don't get to, cause guess what? Terms of service. So on my website, I link to it on Snapchat and then they can see a little bit of a glimpse. And then if they pay for my content, they get to see more. But with that, I built up a following in the fitness industry about my body, but I was always wearing like a sports bra, a thong. And then they're always curious to see more. So I've kind of built that up with Snapchat. I have My first Instagram account got disabled because of the industry I'm in. Now, it had over 100,000 followers. Then that got deleted. My backup has 55, like, thousand. So, you know, I I definitely built it up by being a fitness girl. And then people are like, wow, like, I want to see what she looks like without all of that in the exclusive aspect. So that's that's why I try to keep it a little more exclusive. All right. One more question for you, then. Um... Who at the show are you mad at, or who do you love? Do I can you tell love? you right now, okay. this is my first show, yes. and I can <laughs> I can say there's a couple people here that I've already met that are very, very nice, and there are a couple people that I tried to talk to, and they walked away from me, didn't even say hi, and I was very, like, put off by that, because I was like, is it, you know, did I do something wrong? I'm pretty sure I was smiling at you, but, you know, people have anxiety, so I have to give them a little bit of a... Don't, you know, can't get too mad, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> don't get too mad. It actually is that a lot of people are kind of blind and they don't want to wear their glasses at the show. Really? Yeah. Well, this girl shook my hand. Oh. And then she walked away. So. <laughs> when then be mad at her. I was one of the, it was one of those bitch. moments where I was yeah. like, yeah, you're kind of a bitch, but it's okay. I'll give you a hug later. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Okay. Tell everybody where they can find you then because a lot of people are going to want to check you out. Yeah. So if anyone wants to check me out, I'm a thick white girl and uh, you can go to fitsid, F-I-T-S-I-D.com just, or you can just Google me and you'll find a million things because I have YouTube, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, Instagram, I have two Instagrams, and then I obviously have my site, and I'll be on Pornhub pretty soon, so. Ooh, good. Yeah. That's going to work out well for you. Yeah. Would you say you're a pog? Is that a good term to use or no? What is a pog? Explain that to me. Okay, that's fat-ass white girl, mm-hmm. but it's with a P. So it's, it's P-H. Exactly. I so a lot of that, girls yeah. were calling themselves that for a while, but I'm so old, I, I don't know if terms are current anymore. I mean, I'm so bad with the terms and everything. <laughs> all I can say is I have 36 triple Ds, so, and they're all natural. Everything about me is natural. Never had anything done. And so, how big is your butt, though? I don't know. I've never measured it. You can see. Holy moly. I'm looking at it, and I am kind of an expert on the subject, so I'm going to say that's about 46 inches or so, maybe 47. So, yeah, and it's all natural. Nice. Nice to grab, so. <laughs> all right. There you go, everybody. Fit Sid. Go check her out. You know, Glenn, 
it seems like she's using the template that Karma RX did, which was go to Instagram and social media, build that empire, and then uh, make herself incredibly marketable uh, from that standpoint to uh, agents and to studios who want to shoot her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so keep an eye out. You're going to be seeing a lot more of Fitz Sid. Next up, Jim, is Liv Revamped. Liv is one of the people I love in the business. She's got um, this incredible, sexy, curly hair, which I, is just one of the things I'm just always attracted to. She played my stepdaughter in a scene last year or the year before, and I just I don't know why we haven't shot another one yet because I really want to get get another uh, get back together with her. Uh, she's also feisty and outspoken and a lot of fun to talk to always. So let's hear what's going on with, with Liv Revamped. Okay, peeps, we are now here with one of my all-time faves in the industry, sexy, hottie, cutie, Liv Revamped. Hello, hello. Okay, Liv, what are you most proud of this year as we go into award season? Well, this year is my first ever AVN nomination, and I am nominated for Best Foreign Shot Anal Scene. Wow. So I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so that's really good. And then what have you been up to lately? I know you've been back to Europe quite a bit mm -hmm. this year. I, uh, 2018, I spent five months out of the year in Europe. So they love me over there. I plan on going back in uh, April. Yeah. And this year I'm actually going to try to focus more on my own content because I'm trying to build, um, well, I'm trying to create a new uh, production that focuses on mixed and ethnic performers and I just want to create a better platform and kind of erase the stigma that surrounds girls that are mixed and ethnic. Okay. So that... Well, all right. First, let me ask you, where's the website that people need to be going to to checking the shit out? Do you have it yet? Well, I have um, my personal website, liverevamp.com. I have not yet created my new website yet for my new project, but that is definitely still in the works. And, you know, I just want to try to get as many girls that, you know, share my vision. Okay, so here's the thing. You have the sexiest hair in all of porn, Aww. but <laughs> companies want you to straighten it to look mm -hmm. less ethnic. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because you are like a straight it. shooter. I don't you like it. The real talk. I mean, I personally won't let a company straighten my hair unless, for example, I'll work with the same company maybe three, four, five times in like a month. Maybe around like the sixth, seventh time, we'll switch it up, yeah, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. To diversify myself. Yeah. But when someone um, purposely tries to gentrify me or yeah. make me look whiter, yeah. then I have a problem and I don't like to do it. That's not cool. No. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, last question for you. Who are you mad at these days? No one. What? No, come on now. You always have a fight going on with somebody on Twitter. Wait, like who? I don't fight people on Twitter. For example, Julie Cash. Oh, she thinks I'm racist to white people. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just talking about how girls that are ethnic need to be recognized more, and she thought I was saying that I am racist to white people. So I'm like, if you really think I'm racist to white people because I'm trying to build a bigger platform for girls like myself that's a personal problem okay i'm not trying to start shit between you and julie because i love julie <laughs> and i love you and if i got you girls in the same room together you would probably become besties anyway so well i mean we used to be with the same agency and we used to be cordial with one another why she decided to target me i don't understand but you know i would like to um reconcile and get over it like, absolutely it's just it's just porn it's just bullshit yeah <laughs> you're good uh, you know i just think one of the great things about you is that when something's bugging you you don't stay quiet about it you let people no, know and then the you work is, out. I, exactly exactly if i have an issue i am very vocal which you know could be a flaw whatever i'll i'll live with it but no that's the thing i don't believe in you know, saying things behind people's backs or being um, underhanded or malicious. It's like, if I have an issue, I'd rather address it so we can either fix it or we just move on. There you go. All right, Live Revamp. What's your social media? Where can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Revamped Life with a Y, not an I. I just recently found out if you type it correctly, you go to a church page. So don't do that. That's definitely not <laughs> don't me. Do that. And you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow my public backup page at Revamped Live Official. Or you can follow my personal private page, which is B-I-S-H dot I-Z-B-A-K, which just means, if you say it out loud, 
Cloud Fish is back. There you go. Live revamped, everybody. Thank you. It's always good to find out about conflicts in the industry, and thank God this one didn't get out of hand. Because uh, <laughs> that could have been bad news, you know? <laughs> those two. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna see a scrap between those two. Julie's a lot bigger than Liv, but Liv is a pretty tough fighter, so I don't know who to won. Uh, next up is Nadia Valentine. Jim, Nadia Valentine is transgendered. She is also a female uh, domination producer. She's fantastic. I've known her for a few years now, and I got to say, she she actually gets more beautiful every time I see her. I'm surprised I don't hear her name mentioned when people talk about how beautiful some of the transgenders in our business are. And I do want to say one thing about transgenders. I had an interesting discussion the other day about you know the um, the ban on transgenders in the military. I have a friend who did eight years on submarines and one of the, the, his cohorts on the submarine was transgendered. And, and I said, did this cause a problem for you and the other submarine mates? And he said, when you're on a submarine for eight years with somebody or for years and you're underwater, mm-hmm. you just get to know everybody and you become a family. And he said, having a transgendered with us did the opposite. It didn't cause any problems with us. It just made us realize that everyone has their own way of being a great person and that you don't judge people. So, I don't, uh, I don't think I agree with the military ban about transgenders, and uh, more importantly, great, great little conversation, a short one, but a great one with Nadia Valentine. Okay, I'm here with Nadia Valentine, guys, who I've known for um, quite a few years now, and she also produces femdom videos like myself. Nadia, uh, what's your website? ValentineNetwork.com. And what kind of scenes are on there? Uh, it's basically femdom, but in television show format. So you can binge watch seasons of uh, The Big Wimp Theory. Yeah. You know, has a laugh track, and it's like a sitcom. It's really funny. And there's also some lesbian domination and some wet and messy pie-throwing uh, bikini girl pie fight stuff. So of course there is, yes. Whatever kind of show you want to watch, you can go ahead and binge watch Usually eight episodes per season. Okay, absolutely. And what's your social media so people can look you up on Twitter? and? Uh, uh, it's either Nadia Valentine or Nadia Valentine 1 because I couldn't get Nadia Valentine without the one. Of course. Yeah, people get everything. All right, well, there you go. Nadia Valentine, go check out her stuff. Uh, and uh, I know, by the way, that seasonal idea is a great idea. That might be the future of the industry. Uh, so there you go, everybody. Nadia Valentine. Pie throwing, huh? All right, well, you know. Right. Ever since the Three Stooges, I've always been a big pie-throwing fan. So uh, <laughs> next time up, we need to get more information about that one. You bet. Pie-throwing is a legitimate fetish. It's real. So next up, this is our last interview of this podcast. Somebody special to me. So this is Kimberly Chi. Now, I, having been in the industry for 17 years, am immune to pretty much all of the flirtations of the talents, Okay. But Kimberly, I shot a couple of years ago. She has a way of gazing into your soul. It's the only way I can explain it. And she also has a way of sort of getting inside your head, whether it's through just sending you pictures or texting you in a sexy way or calling you. Then we did the scene. She was fantastic. So after the scene, she pulled me aside and basically threw me on the bed and pulled my cock out and just gave me some of the most incredible, most intense, passionate sex of my life. It's something that is going to stick with me forever. And so she'll always be special to me and I I need to, um, to shoot her again soon, but you can kind of hear it as we did the interview because she started gazing into my eyes and doing that soul gaze thing again and rubbing up against me. And I started getting really distracted as we were trying to do the interview. So Hopefully you'll enjoy it. Hopefully it still comes out okay. But don't expect me to have actually paid attention to what she said in the interview. (laughs) Here we go. All right, everybody. Glenn King back here with another interview. And this one's perfect because, okay, first off, it's one of my favorite people in the whole world. She's so incredibly sexy and sexual. And this is what we need more of in the industry is women who drip sexuality. Like, we had them. And then we don't anymore. Yes. Chemistry is really, really important in this industry. I feel like we have to have a connection. Yeah. Either if it's mentally or emotionally, it's really important to balance that between the two. Yeah. Because I feel like that builds more arousal. It builds more of a connection. Yeah. So. You know what? It's like, okay. And by the way, this is Kimberly Chi that we're with, everybody. Kimberly Chi that you can find at. um, Yes. I don't know if you guys realize my giggle. (laughs) Kimberly Chi is her. 
Instagram and Twitter and everything. Okay, and KimberlyChiXXX.com. Okay, but getting back to the example. Okay, so I used to take karate classes, and there were like 20% of the people in the class, uh, or say 80% of the people in the class would show up and act like they dragged themselves in there and yeah. that they had to be there. Twenty percent were like me, going like, "Yes, yeah. I'm here because I want to be here, yeah, and, you're mentally and I focused. can't wait to do whatever we're gonna do today." Yeah, and that's kind of what's wrong with porn a little bit these days oh, is that yeah. we used to have more girls who, when they offset, onset, whatever, there were sexual people. They let the sexuality flow through them, and then it came out in all their scenes. Yeah. Kimberly, who's shame on me, I've only shot once, is one of those girls, and she's so fucking hot yeah. because of that sexuality. Um, so, why? Oh, so, all right. I got to go back a second before I get into that question. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard for him to focus right now. I guess he's just so looking true. at this tiny, petite body that's just so warm and so tan. And, like, my titties are just kind of, like, peeping out of my top right now. And it's just so hard for him not to touch me. She always does this to me. <laughs> She's done it to me for years. His mouth is, like, wide open. He's just like, oh, my God, I can just uh, I In can person, just via text, via Snapchat. And then she raped me at the end of one of my scenes. <laughs> yeah. I love this girl. You should have recorded that. Yeah, we really should have. I couldn't should've. help it. You know, it's just the way he was molesting me with his eyes. And right there, that's a connection right there. Yeah. That's, that's what builds happiness. And, and also, it's all about the chi and the jing, you know, and that involves chemistry and body language. Body language is really important when it comes up to having sex because we kind of read each other's vibes and we know mentally what we're connected to and how comfortable we feel being together, you know, and that's what we felt. And we totally, yeah. like, really felt each other's energy, and I was like, oh my god, he likes to be choked? Alright, let me choke him a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. you are so <laughs> real, and that's what I love about yeah. you. Like, you really do let things flow through you. Um, Thank you. Okay, but I have to get the other side, because we yeah. did interview Holly Hendricks yeah. about an hour ago. Yeah. We heard about the Exotica picture. Oh my god, here we go. <laughs> so, let's understand your yeah. side of that story. What happened? Oh my god, so, what what happened was um, we decided to take a picture together and I thought that you know this is just a personal picture that we were gonna take you know which is specifically only for like OnlyFans or you know her personal um, Snapchat subscription or something like that you know but I don't know we just took a picture and of course you know me I can't stop showing my goodies her butthole, she means, which is yes. like one of the prettiest things you'll I, ever see. It's yes. like a work of art. Yes, I call it my goodies, man. And <laughs> yeah, I showed my goodies a little bit, and it was just, it was just a, a just a quick, you know, peekaboo, you know, and that's it, you know, like I just flashed it, just that's it, and I guess like it went viral because there was like one person that caught it, and he kept it for himself, and she also kept it for herself, but she posted it on Snapchat, and one of the fans had like actually copied it from. Snapchat, and then posted it on Twitter, but supposedly like tagged all the companies. For some queries, I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, that doesn't sound you, logical. If, yeah, especially especially if you're on like a premium Snapchat or OnlyFans, there should be some rules and regulations when it comes up to that. Yeah, you know because that that's disrespectful to performers. That's actually trying to make money on OnlyFans. Yeah, you know because that's what she's trying to profit on, right? Yeah, right. But for some apparent reason. One of her fans actually had posted one of the photos and tagged all the companies, and they found out, and they they banned us. And uh, yeah. So you got kicked out of Exotica. Yeah. Um, but you're able to go back now, right? Oh yes, I'm able to go back now, which okay. is a good thing. Yeah, we're, we both are, even though we're both kind of young and reckless. <laughs> and you haven't been kicked out of anywhere else, so. Oh no, no. Yeah, I've been a good girl. Okay. Yeah, I've been trying to wear a little bit more clothing, even though I don't really like to wear any. But. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, just for respect for the companies and everything, because I do have respect for everyone. And I want to make sure that, you know, I, I do what they tell me to do, which is obey their commands. <laughs> but, yeah, so. All right, so. Yeah, but we're still good friends, you know? Like, even though, like, that happened and stuff, we're, we're still good friends. We never got mad at each other. She said she loves you. Uh, we, yeah, I shot her in like, a scene yesterday. Yeah, and we totally understand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. And I don't think I would ever let that happen, you know? Like, I'm not the type of person that would be in any drama or anything like that. It's either. a funny thing. I just think it's funny to look at. Yeah, I think, dude, it was. Like, I yeah. was like, wow, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, the other thing that my listeners need to understand is that 
you are very entertaining in your travels. Yes. Um, you know, because you're not just out there doing the, the I visited the volcano <laughs> tourist thing with no. the tour group. I'm actually like just this horny girl that's constantly always thinking about sex. Yeah. And constantly always trying to do something out of the norm, you know, because I've always watched porn ever since I was a little girl. But what really inspired me is seeing girls do just these fun, adventurous, like, sex things that they like to do, which is, like, using toys and, like, actually doing things differently, which is, like, they, they'll, like, use food, you know? So we all involve food fetish, and, like, we'll, like, be eating at the dinner table, but, like, we'll be wearing skirts underneath, and, like, like... Like as we're done, like eating our desserts, we're like we're like eating it off of each other's lips because I'm a messy eater. Sometimes I'll have like some cream on my lips and I'll forget, you know. And then my girlfriend will be like, "Oh my god, there's some cream on your lips." I'm like, "Oh, are you hungry?" So she'll like eat it off of me and stuff. And we'll do like some fun stuff like that, or like we'll do like some fun adventure stuff where we're off in the wilderness, like you know, next to the waterfalls, like in the water. And then next thing you know, we're just like on this like hot rock having sex and like eating each other's pussies. Stuff. Yeah, that was that's what one of the things that really inspired me. So I was like, you know what? Might as well just travel and involve that with like the things that I love to do intimately with like my friends on in my personal life. Yeah. And I feel like I should share my personal experiences with other people as well. Yeah. So they can kind of get the feel of how I am in my personal life. Yeah. And then me on camera. And those things are very similar in a way. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of my fans want to see me in reality, and I think they want to see my fantasies too. Yeah. So I got to like bring my fantasies to life for them. And yeah. this is on your premium Snapchat that they can see this, right? Um, some is on my OnlyFans. Some okay. are like 40-minute clips. I didn't even realize that it was that long because yeah. like I was so into it, you know. And um, some is on my website. Okay, Yes, yes. And I'm actually going to have a new mini bits video. Right. So I'm going to be doing that soon. So that's going to probably be out within like three to four months. Yeah, right. I just yeah. got to send all the footage to my webmaster and get that all situated. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going for like yeah. five months at a time these days or something crazy. Oh, like yeah. You're spending a lot of time yeah. traveling the world and just yeah. experiencing yourself. And I, and I think the other thing people need to know is that if you watch these videos, yeah. you'll learn about how to balance yeah. your um, yin and your yang, your oh, yeah. emotional. Yeah, and like I noticed that your, with my breathing because like... When my girlfriend eats me out, she's so damn good. And I want to laugh. I want to, like, you know, I want to build up my cum for her. So as I was reading on that, I had read, like, I had to, like, you know, practice my breathing exercises. And actually, like, breathing her in me. Like, we breathe each other in. Like, I'll tell her, like, you know, um, blow your, your, your um, you know, blow some air in my mouth so I can breathe you in. So I'll breathe her in. And then, like, she'll breathe me in. And then we start to feel connected. And, like, and then when she starts doing that, like, we start doing that when we eat each other out. Like, she'll read me. Just by me eating her out, she'll do the same thing. And then we start to feel connected together. Yeah, especially when we start, like, feeling, like, our fingers in each other and stuff, too, you know? Which is perfect. I love feeling connected in that way. And being able to laugh and to be able to build a more mental, mental, like, you know, connection. Because, like, I feel like when you're doing that, you just feel amazing and you know what to do and when to do the right things to each other because I feel like when we have sex we shouldn't just like oh have sex and just come you know we should actually really get intimately involved you know first start off with like kissing each other and then caressing each other and then next you know start like you know nibbling on each other's nipples starting off well I mean it's funny because somebody asked me the other day why I said I like having sex on camera more yeah. than off camera. Yeah. How crazy of a thing to say, right? Yeah. But the answer is because I can play a role when I'm on camera. Yeah, I can exactly. become a character and yeah. I can um, get into a headspace yeah. that's different yeah. from being with a lover, which... Yeah. You know, I mean, there is when you're when you have a really good lover and you can get into each other's heads, you're comfortable with each other. Yeah. You can you can reach that point. Yeah. But also, you can get there if you both signed a piece of paper that says you're doing this yeah. for the money and you're not doing it yeah. to try to worry about pleasing the other person. Yeah, so much. and that's what I actually learned in the industry is like trying all these different positions and like yeah, and that's the thing. Like you know, in each scene we have like a five minute scene of like doing you know different positions and exploring each and every part. 
of our body. And that's really important. I feel like we should be connected to each other. It's part of our body. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter, like, what you start off with first, you know? It's just it's all about getting connected. And I feel like that's really important. And that's what I learned. Like, I started learning how to please other people more, being in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And I started finding out, like, things about myself that I didn't even realize that I liked. And I was like, wow. Like, I didn't realize that I liked double penetration. And I've never done that before, you know? Like, and I'm, like, learning how to do it with toys. But I haven't really done it in my personal life. But I know that when it does come down to that, that moment, I think I will, you know. I know I will, actually. <laughs> but I'm just kind of nervous because I'm always shy like that. When it comes to new things, I get shy. But then, like, I open myself up. And then when I open myself up, I'm all in. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's Kimberly Chi. She is unique performer, a special performer. She's someone I hope everyone gets to experience. Um, she's somebody I love, and I want to um, smoke out yeah. some with sometime soon. Uh, <laughs> this is the person I want to smoke yeah. out and have tantric sex with. Um, oh, yeah. In yeah. She's incredible. Go check her out. It's not just don't just get a video of hers. You need to go to her website. Um, or her OnlyFans, and actually sort of understand her. Because uh, it's not, you know, it's better. It's not just a double penetration <laughs> physical act. It's yeah. a special performance. <laughs> so everybody go check her out again. That is Kimberly Chi 3, and that's with a Y and an I. So K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-C-H-I. Yep. All right, that's Kimberly Chi. Thank you. Well, Glenn, I tell you, that, that's what a jam-packed show we've had today. And, you know, if you're not one of the over 35,000 people who have yet subscribed to the podcast, shame on you. Just shame, shame, shame. 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 Yeah. But you have a chance. All you have to do is go to iTunes because we are part of the Apple Podcast family and go to Google Play because we're part of the Google Podcast family, we're part of Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as um, iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio to name a very few. So all you have to do is search us. That would be, of course, um, Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. That's Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. And hit the favorite button or the subscribe button, and each week you'll get a brand new edition of the podcast sent to your tablet, to your telephone, or to both. Okay? So go out there and do that today. Glenn, I got to tell you, you have rocked the world today with all the people that you got going back for more and give us a little hint about what's going on out at AVN and what you've got planned. Yeah, this was only the beginning. <laughs> I have a lot more content that I got to put into to at least two more podcasts here. I'll just mm -hmm. read you the list of other names that we've already interviewed. Christy Love, Sammy Six, Alexis Monroe, Nikki Delano, Astro Domina, Lance Hart, Sarah J, Brenna Sparks, Naomi Starr, Ariel Aquinas, uh, Chanel Hart, and Gia Vendetti, Karma RX, Samantha Mack, Leah Falcon, Allison Ray, Eve Battelle, and Tia Kai. <laughs> so that's that's a lot of interviews. I was gonna say, who didn't you interview? Um, that's amazing. There were so and many great people on the floor, and I'm so glad I got to talk to all of them. And some of them were people that I've never met before that I've always wanted to meet, like Samantha Mack and her huge boobs. It was a real you know, thrill. Let's talk a little bit about etiquette because yeah. I know that's very important, and you can you can get a lot of things done well if you attend the event, and you can also be thrown out of the event pretty easily by not doing the right thing. So give us a little etiquette there. Absolutely. And this if you probably works for everything. Yeah, so if you're listening to the podcast, which we hope is going to come out on the Saturday of AVN, and so you can mm -hmm. still get down there and check it out, uh, just a couple of things you should know. In, in years past, things were wild, but they've put a real emphasis on protecting the performers from undue harassment. And listen, the performers love meeting their fans. They like squeezing their fans and hugging their fans. M many of them do, at least. But it's really important in the age of consent and Me Too to make sure that the performer is okay with it. So before you hug her, just say, hey, is it okay if I give you a hug? And is it, you know, can I squeeze your butt? If, it, if you're going to try to squeeze your butt, ask her first. And you know, maybe make a compliment her nice butt before you try something like that. Because otherwise, you're, you're going to get thrown out. And poor Ron Jeremy can't even, can't even get in 
to the show this year. He's been banned from coming and security was talking about how they're going to make sure he doesn't get in, you know, for, and, and, and that's for being too gropey. So if Ron Jeremy can be banned for being too gropey, so can you. So everybody be careful when you go out there. But other than that, really just, you know, now that that's said, again, I'll remind you, they love meeting their fans. Every single performer I've ever talked to loves meeting your fans. So get out there, meet them, just be polite and you will have an incredible time. Cool. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Let's Talk Adult with the man himself, Glenn King. He's proven today why he is the king. And myself, Jim Williams. For the, the great team Jim Williams. Here great Jim Williams. At, well, that's very kind. For the team here at Let's Talk Adult, we will see you next week with a jam-packed show from all those interviews at AVN that Glenn is working on. You know, pray for the guy. He's got a tough job. Somebody out there's got to do it. <laughs> working hard for the team. Working hard for the team. See you next week, folks. Go Cowboys. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.